The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Storytelling inspires, engages, and moves people to action. It's a superpower that anyone can learn. Welcome to Story Powered with your host, Leanne Pico. Stories can hold you back, and stories can move you forward. Let our program help you activate your storytelling superpower and take your business to the next level. Now, here is Leanne Pico. Hello, and welcome to Story Powered. I'm Leanne Pico, your host. I am so glad you could be here with me today. Uh, It's going to be a great show. Today, I will be chatting with Steve Seeger of StoryWise in Amsterdam. And Steve and I will be discussing putting the biz in your business storytelling. So sometimes um, what happens for us is that we we talk about storytelling and we get so excited about it, we forget to connect it to our business goals um, and or we might not know how to do it. So Steve's going to hang out with us and, and tell us about that today. So before we do that, I want to thank my guest from last week, Claire Taylor uh, from um, the story mill and the, I'm just um, pausing because I'm looking at her book because it's just so great. Uh, And she's also the author of the Tao of storytelling. Um, So Claire was here and she was, we had a great conversation about extracting the wisdom in our own stories. Uh, We all have thousands of stories and like literally thousands, and it can be challenging to determine which story is the right one for the right audience at the right time. And, um, you know, sometimes we need to um, spend a little time on our stories and, and try and find, find like uh, Claire talks about the wisdom in them because um, as we move through life uh, sometimes looking back is is one of the best things we can do in terms of finding the learning and then sharing the learning with the audience that we're wanting to attract and engage so I highly recommend that show Claire gave us some really great tips and you can check it out on the on-demand library Um, But don't go anywhere right now because we're going to be talking to Steve in just a sec. I also wanted to update you on um, my new story community, my online story community, Story Powered Institute. Um, I want to thank you for um, participating in this show because this show has actually enabled me to think about my business and uh, what I love doing and what I want to do in the future. And um, one of the things that I love best in my week is finding and talking to clever story people. And so that really has led me to um, thinking about uh, creating. So it's one of those days. It feels like a Monday, but it's actually Tuesday. So sorry about that. I disappeared for a second. I think I was uh, I was probably just keeping you in suspense about today's show. Um, I may have been talking to you about my online story community and, and maybe Skype just kicked me off. So I will uh, come back to that in a bit. But I am happy to introduce our guest today. It's Steve Seeger. He is an Englishman in Amsterdam. Steve consults a story wise on 
digital and strategic communication. His clients include agencies, global brands, and international medium-sized businesses. For over 20 years, Steve has helped leaders craft and tell great stories for business strategy, Marcom, content marketing, and change. He specializes in storylining and editorial strategy, and his, he is mad about narratology. Steve is a former professional musician songwriter and has an academic background in business management, management information systems and media production. He blogs at steveseeger.com and you can contact him at steve at storywise.biz to find out more. Steve, welcome. Hi, Fabian. Hello, thank you for your patience. I did a little disappearing uh-huh. act. <laughs> That's okay. Keep, I've got to keep it. I can hardly hear you. <laughs> I, I've, I'm trying to keep it fresh, trying to keep it fresh. So um, okay. tell us about you. What's your story? Oh, um, yeah, I, I, as you just read, I, uh, I started as a professional musician. I was a musician from the age of seven, sort of in the family. I'm one half of uh, the side of my family are musicians, and the other are military. So uh, you can imagine what the family parties were like. <laughs> Yeah, and um, yeah, I was doing all sorts of music and a bit of Marcom and uh, working in, uh, did a stint with the BBC and stuff, and eventually I moved towards business management and then sort of into corporate communications for the past, let's say, I guess, uh, 20 years, really. And um, yeah, that, that, that love of story and the creative side has sort of been mashed up with the, the, the business and analytical side now, so... That's me. So how did you um, get turned on to story? Um, yeah, good, good, good question. I think it's, you know, every kid loves stories growing up, and um, our family especially because of the, the, the creative sides were great storytellers. And, um, I used to read a lot as a kid, and I was really into science fiction. I just loved the different worlds they were creating. And um, I just, you know, I've, I've read that ever since, and um, I'm just fascinated by it. And I studied film, and when you go that deep into film and start to look at, uh, you know, plot structures and how different plot structures from around the world are so different from what we know in the West, you can't help sort of, well, I couldn't help just getting bitten by that bug. And uh, that's really, you know, narratology is, is uh, so it's all that deeper structural level sort of thing is, is really... Uh, I absolutely love it. Oh, that's great. And I love the fact that you call it narratology. Why do you call it that? Well, it's, it's an actual thing. Uh, it's, uh, you know, if you, um, one of my favorite books is from 1929, uh, a guy called Vladimir Prop. He wrote a book called The Morphology of the Russian Folktale. And um, what he did was he looked at not really the storytelling, but the, the sort of, you know, what happens and why. So that's the, the, the plot end of things. And he came up with a model for, that applied to pretty much all Russian folk tales, and he wrote this model down. And the big thing from that is um, Star Wars, actually, is like the great example, because absolutely all the characters in uh, Star Wars are exactly the same uh, have the same character functions as what Vladimir Prop wrote about in the Russian folktale. It's one-on-one. Wow. Wow. Give us an example. Yeah. I love Star Wars, so I have to now. We, we now have to delve into that, that um, wonderful storyline. <laughs> so tell us an example <laughs> of a comparison. Sorry? Can you give us an example of, of a character? Um, yeah, if I, if, um, let me see, the, the, 
um, I think there's, there's one of the one of the characters is the um, yeah the, the mystical enabler. So this right. is Yoda, basically. You know, Yoda comes along and uh, you know helps build the character, equips him with skills and all this sort of stuff. And right. uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. It's not that I'm a Star Wars freak, but uh, Obi Wan Kenobi again has a very specific role within that. So uh, he mapped all these out. It's fascinating to see how often they're used. That's that's so interesting. And again, I think sometimes that we talk about storytelling being new. And uh, that just shows that it's been around a long time and that there's a lot of um, interesting narrative that we pull from constantly. Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, one of the, one of the coolest examples I found, found out recently was um, about Hamlet. I'm not, I haven't, haven't researched much on this, but I mean, Shakespeare, one of the greatest storytellers ever, right? Yeah. But um, apparently several hundred, four or five hundred years before that, there was a play written called Ur Hamlet, which I believe was a Norse play. And uh, basically what Shakespeare did was take the narrative, so the plot, the, the, the characters, the what and the why, and just completely rewrote all the dialogue. And that is oh. Hamlet. Now, I never knew this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Very cool. Very cool. Now, in terms of when we think about um, story, because we often think about, and, and I love that you're pointing this out, because sometimes in, in story we talk about um, trying not to, um, you know, we often talk about not using the word story because uh, people associate it with children's stories. But it's actually not true. I mean, we've got stories of all like you say, you know, we've got the bard, we've got um, uh, epic stories from from long time ago, and we're consumed by stories. And and so I think you worked at the BBC for a while, didn't you? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I you were in entertainment project. there? I was actually working on the um, uh, Horizon and Panorama documentaries and oh. uh, a holiday show, actually. Nice. Nice. And so that, I mean, and, and that's a great example of TV. And again, you know, uh, we can talk about the quality of TV these days. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a similar thing in terms of when it grabs us, it grabs us. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I think one of the things, um, I mean, storylining uh, as opposed to storytelling is, is one of the things I, I, I learned from my short stints at the BBC. And if you want to become uh, a storyteller there, you have to spend, you know, I don't know, five, seven years learning how to storyline. So that's, we have these 90-minute slots. And how do you fit in all these characters and everything you need to say, in what order, in a logical flow, so that it really grabs people? That's sort of all the, almost the, you know, the backroom boys and girls sit down and, and, and sweat for months over this stuff before they then go for a script writer. And then this person, you know, you can choose two or three different script writers to help bring it alive. And I think that's why, you know, when stories either uh, are that well-crafted, a storyline, or they are essential, you know, old story forms that just resonate on that deep level that Campbell writes about, for example, I think that's when that really emotional connection happens. Yes. And, you know, the shows that you talked about, I, used to, I particularly remember Panorama. And Panorama, for those who haven't seen it, is a it's about a, it's topical, but it uh, the stories are it, it's it uses a narrative approach, and I always um, it was a very gripping show, 
Um, so in terms of that, I, and, I, and that makes a lot of sense. And again, I think that when we, I think sometimes when we watch people tell stories, it seems so effortless that we think mm-hmm. that we, we should just be able to roll up and just tell a story and have it have an impact. And, and that's why I was excited to do this show today, because it's not like that. <laughs> we have to plan it no. uh, often. I mean, sometimes when you get good at storytelling, when you have a bunch of stories that you can, you can uh, you know, there, there are ways you have back pocket stories. But, um, you know, the, the concept of storylining is something that, um, especially for people using presentations or executives wanting to make a change in their business or brand storytelling, I think it's, it's, it's relevant for all of those. Can you tell us um, what, what storylining actually is? Yeah, it, it's, it's sort of like that um, analogy of, of the script writing versus the storylining. It's really getting all your um, key messages and um, knowing exactly what you want to say in, a, in exactly what order in the sort of like raw, uncreative form. So um, it's really on, you know, here is a situation, um, a problem crops up, and then this is how we need to tackle it, otherwise that will happen. So we need to tackle it like that because, um, uh, and then explain why it will work, and then tell people what to do next. So it's it's really on a sort of structural level. And if you just craft that out in four or five sentences, that's your baseline for um, from which you can then go on to tell a story. I didn't explain that terribly well then, but you get the idea. So it's the no, uh, absolutely, it's the hard absolutely. work beforehand. Yes, and like you say, it's kind of structural. It's it's um, and and it may be why you know. Um, uh, well, for some people, it's the fun bit for sure. Um, but often, we want to get straight to the kind of the drama of the story. <laughs> but again, um, you know, and I, and after the break, um, in a, in a couple of minutes, we will. Uh, I'll get you to kind of dig into this a little bit more, which is around um, this. You know, you have a, a whole. Um, kind of format for helping people do the storylining and, and create their stories. But why is it important? Let's talk about the why for a minute, because um, again, you know, we can see in a show why it would be important. So you've got 30 minutes or an hour. Um, we can, uh, you know, we can see in a, in a movie, we can see in a novel, all of those kind of great big um, stories. We can see why you would need to do that. Why do you think we need to do storylining in a business story? Yeah, I, I think it's um, over the years I've, I've been working with um, either creatives or businesses. The, the sort of end product they um, end up with as a story can be cool and uh, sort of fun, but but it's nobody can quite put their finger on um, how it helps people you know, actually reach a business goal. And I think there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff mixed up with that, but it's, um, did you see our corporate video? Yeah, it's pretty cool, huh? Did you get a feel of the company? Uh-huh. And then that's it. There's, 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 there's nothing that's driving people forwards to then do something else. So uh, storylining can really help with that. Right, nice. And I, I, I totally know what you mean because it's often I watch a, a good um, a good story by a company or um, hear a great uh, TED Talk with a story, but i just um, not sure what I'm supposed to do next. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, you kind of yeah. go, oh, that's nice. Yeah, I, I actually have a friend here in Amsterdam who's um, 
he's one of the storyliners for, for TEDx Amsterdam here. And basically people walk in with uh, a whole bunch of stuff and then he, he helps them crunch it and craft it down into a really short, uh, you know, powerful little story. And uh, yeah, it, it takes a lot of work. It does. It does. And and also, and again, it's um, it's one of the things that um, I like most about story is is that it's there's more to it than what you see, and um, the the depth of and again, you know, the the idea that you spend time crafting and and creating a structure for a story, um, and then move on to the delivery only after you've done that. It's to me, it just that gives the um, that gives story a, a um, I guess, a, a kind of a, a, some leverage in a world where we're kind of discount, like people discount stories or storytelling a little bit and kind of go, ah, it's just kind of flaky. It's truly not. It's, it's, a, it's a skill and a craft, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, um, I, went, to, it, 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 I went to Robert McKee uh, workshop here in Amsterdam to you know, see, see what he was um, have to say, I've read his book, Story, which is brilliant. But yeah. um, most of the stuff he was talking about was just really good common sense advice. Um, and, you know, this was a story for business uh, a, a seminar. And it was just explaining that, uh, uh, you know, what we tend to do is we're so enamored of social media, so we have all these funky new channels and everything, and storytelling is really hip. So the first thing a client does, whether, you know, it's internal or external, is turn around and go, hey, give me some media and then fill it with stories. And so our response is to make stuff, you know, and that's sort of the way things are. We need to go, you know, as communicators, I think, you know, and marketers and whatever we are, we need to take that step back and go, hey, hold on, there is some craft behind this. Let's think about, um, you know, our messages, what we want to achieve on a business level and so on. And I'm pretty sure these people would thank us for it. Yes, absolutely. And sometimes we don't get it because it is a kind of a, uh, we think we know what we need and we don't know what we don't know. So it seems, like I said, it seems so easy. Like people, someone who has delivered a really great story, it just seems like it is the easiest thing in the world. But often they've spent hours crafting it and preparing it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, you know, as a musician, I always equate it to, you know, the, the rehearsals. You get the idea for the song, you you uh, you write it, you, you get together with a band, you craft it, you change a verse for a bridge, you build the uh, chorus a little stronger, uh, you end it a different way, you even start it a different way. And once you've done that, then you take it out and gig it. So then you are on stage playing it because, whoa, what a cool song, you know? And it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't see the 40 hours of rehearsal that went into that one song just the week before. That's so true. It's such a good analogy. Okay, listen, we're going to take a little break and we're going to come back and and Steve's going to help us through. He's got a nice structure um, to help us with the storylining. So uh, we'll be back in just a minute and um, you'll be able to find out more how to do this to tell much more powerful stories. We'll see you in a minute. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Activate and grow your storytelling superpower with Leanne Pico of Very Good Stories. Stories inspire, stories engage, and stories move people to action. 
It's pretty powerful stuff. Story coach Leanne Pico will help you develop your storytelling skills to be a more effective leader, build a more powerful brand, or create a team of storytelling powerhouses. You can email Leanne at Leanne at VeryGoodStories.com or check out her website at VeryGoodStories.com. Contact Leanne today to grow your storytelling superpower. Tune in every week for the Ellis Martin Report. Our program will bring you the news and information that you need each week. We look at publicly traded small and mid-cap companies from a variety of sectors. We'll talk to key people in the industry to bring you the foreground and background of new and -and up-and-comers for potential investment. Please remember, invest only at your own risk. The Ellis Martin Report is meant for informational purposes only. Tune in every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Story Powered with Leanne Pico. If you want to find out more about Leanne or the program, connect with us on the web at VeryGoodStories.com. Now, back to Story Powered. Hi there, welcome back. I'm Liam Pico, and I'm your host today. Um, I'm chatting with Steve Seeger of StoryWise, and um, we were just having a nice chat about um, the concept of storylining. And I just wanted to reiterate some of the stuff that we talked about before the break because um, one of the things that uh, story practitioners were often facing is a, um, and, and for those of you, I'm not just story practitioners actually, for those of you who are really interested in story and want to in- introduce it in your workplace uh, or your organization, often the, the kind of the pushback is either it's just a fad or it's um, it's it doesn't have... Uh, business um, make good business sense or it doesn't do anything for the business it's just nice and it's a way of getting out to social media and um, what we're talking about today is actually being able to put the business into your business storytelling so that it isn't uh, fad like so that it does have some teeth and so that it does do what you want it to do so um, Steve so we're gonna now Steve has this cool um, thing I always like acronyms because they help me remember stuff so Steve, tell us a, tell us about your acronym for storylining, and then um, and then maybe you could take us through it. Yeah, sure. Um, the the, uh, the overall framework is game, so that's quite simple. So it's uh, G for goals, which is business goals. A for audience, which is understanding who and what barriers stand in the way of your business goals. M is messaging. That's actually where you build a storyline, and then E is express expression. And that's actually the storytelling part. So um, simple to remember, but the sort of um, the cool thing about it is that it really puts the business goals up front. I mean, uh, the vast majority of people, whether they're an internal communicator or a content marketer, will start with uh, marketing communications objectives or communications objectives. But if you pull it right down and start with uh, business goals, then you're already off to much stronger start. Right. Can you and give us an example you, of a business goal that like for you what what is what's a good example of a business goal that would be behind um, a, the creation of a story? Yeah, I mean if you if you're talking about internal comms there uh, and, and this, yeah, I mean everybody's innovating right now, everybody's in some sort of you know, digital transformation of some sort. So uh, typically, you know, a uh, 
there will be at a, at a business at a company level strategy uh, company level there will be a specific outcome they need so that could be to um, let's see um, Hey, I'm trying to think of one that isn't negative because I was just going to say, okay, it could be to reduce the number of staff from 100 to 50, you know, within a division or something. (laughs) No, I think let's leave it. Let's use that that, because story is a very powerful tool when it comes to change management. So that's that's fine. Let's use that one. Yeah. So so it's um, uh, okay. (laughs) So (laughs) it it, it could be, you know, I mean, the end goal is to actually could be to, um, you know, reduce costs. So if you're communicating to people, then you need to start from the business goal, knowing that that is the goal. The goal is to basically, you know, downsize. So if you were to start, for example, the the way we typically do, which is just a communications objective, it will be to um, uh, help people engage with the innovation, which is misleading. You know, it's uh, while we're exploring direction to you know, how we're going to downsize, how are we going to innovate, uh, how is this, this going to impact us? It's it's a completely different, um, completely different goal. So if you do it on the business goal level first, it helps you focus uh, one, get your value more straight with um, uh, the board, the executive team, and secondly, it, it starts your whole communications from a different process. So it's sort of What's the word? It's uh, um, it's acknowledging why you are actually there on a business level. I think this is something you know you, you're not just there to communicate something; you're there to achieve a business goal. I think that's the big benefit of focusing on the G for goals. Right. And, you know, the thing is, is that um, the other part of it might be like there's a goal around reducing costs through downsizing, but another goal uh, for the story or for the business might be to do it um, in a way that enables people to leave with integrity and people to stay and be, you know, still be happy to be there. Is that right? Absolutely. I mean... Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is uh, change can be a really uh, tricky business, and I think what, what a lot of uh, what a lot of leadership teams, uh, senior leadership teams, fail to do is actually be honest. Um, they try to couch and tell stories, uh, you know, catch the reality and sort of nice stories about. Uh, but people actually respond well when when you're just very straight and very clear and give them a, a bloody good reason why. Yeah. If you do that, uh, pe- people generally go, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. And uh, they don't particularly, um, you know, stories can help you deliver that. But, uh, you know, it's it's getting a bit hardcore, <laughs> really setting goals. Like Another example on content marketing. Um, a lot of time people will set a uh, goal around, you know, downloads of a specific PDF or something. So that's okay, but on a business level, you're actually trying to sell. So uh, your business goal would be to sell so many of these products or service. And again, if you start designing your communications from that point of view, not a communications objective to uh, get people to you know, download or read something, you end up designing it completely differently. Right. 
That makes sense because I've seen it a lot where folks, um, you know, download the PDF and you do it and, and you just think, well, how did that help you? <laughs> I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's but true. It's and again, same, in a, yeah. Yeah, go it's ahead, also sorry. the same if you, if you go back to internal comms a second. Um, the, 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 one of the words I hate the most is engage people. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, this is not a business goal. This is not even a communications objective. It happens while you're heading towards uh, a specific objective. So it's, uh, you know, engaging people should never be a goal. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like in nonprofit land, we talk about raising awareness. Yeah. <laughs> so, and? That's, so, that's okay, but, but that's the, fir- the first step. Then what? Yeah. But it's, well, it, and it's the so what. So you raise awareness. So what? Like you need people to do something. Like you want them to act. Um, so, yeah. So that's a really good point because we use engagement a lot. And it's one of my favorite things to do. So I use it a lot too. But you're absolutely right. It's not a goal. It's because it's not. Um, so when we're talking about creating business goals, whether it's for your content marketing for change or if you're an entrepreneur for your stories in terms of selling, it's it's worth going all the way back to the thing. And maybe we could talk about business goals as the thing that will change. Could that be a good way to like, we will sell more or we will um, move through this process? Yeah. 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 I, I think yeah, I mean, selling, selling more or something is, is a, um, a straight up and clear goal. Yeah. Yeah. So just get clear about that. So that's the first part. Um, so the A is audience. So what do we do there? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, this, this is, um, uh, everybody knows we need to segment and we need to, uh, you know, find out uh, exactly who we're talking to. But within the game framework, um, it's, uh, and many people do do it. They look at, uh, in relation to those business goals we've just set, um, there will be a particular persona that we want to get there, uh, how good is going to help us reach that goal. And we just need to look at the um, barriers from their point of view, you know, how they're not going to help us, or what's standing in the way of uh, them helping us reach that business goal. So it's really on an issues analysis as well, understanding, you know, what sort of questions they might have, how they may, might react, all that sort of stuff. So it's really taking the time to um, actually map this out. Right. You know, I just realized um, this is, it's how important that is, because I believe that, you know, the personas are very important. And a lot of people don't actually segment and they, um, but I can see where. So if we set our business goal was to engage people and then we move to audience, well then engage people, it means everybody. Um, because <laughs> I can see where um, not having really clear business goals will muddy up the rest of your process, actually, because um, because if you're engaging people and then you're going to your audience, you're thinking, well, it's as many as we can, right? Uh, we want to get everybody there, um, yeah. which is, which is a, a real problem when it comes to sales. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's sort of... Um when you, it does change things when you put that business goal first because then you, you sit and you go, oh, right, okay, who's going to help me get to that business goal? Right. And then you start looking at your audience differently. Um, so, you know, the whole thought, thought leaders or influencers, I, mean, I forget those, you know, we want actual buyers, actual consumers. Okay, which actual consumers? Uh, what are their issues? Okay, you know, it, it just leads you down to, to thinking about, uh, in more depth about people. 
about your audiences. Um, and there is a bit of an issue with, with personas. I mean, I think personas are actually really useful on the expression end when you're telling your story. But the problem with personas is people tend to segment as if who they are and, you know, what they drive, their, their salary, the demographics, the psychographics, all this sort of <laughs> stuff is the most important thing. Yes. But actually, it's what they do. Um, so why they do what they do yeah. um, is the most important thing. So, so you segment around, you know, a 60-year-old, um, uh, so a 65-year-old retired businessman may exhibit exactly the same behaviors as a 24-year-old um, graduate new mm-hmm. employee, for example. Yes. So it's when you're segmenting, it's important to think on a behavioral level. So uh, what is it these you know what is it these people are doing that is, that, is, that they have in common? So I love that. Try to put that as a, as a persona, it's like oh, it really makes you think, you know. Well, and also it gets into their heads a little bit like that. And I, I, that's what I always tell my clients. And that's how I, I work, too, is it's uh, rather than demographics, it's motivation. And so what is their motivation for engage, you know, getting in front of you or potentially buying your product or service or whatever? Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I love that because, again, it's so um, – it's just so easy to come up with that demographic and then you're wandering into stereotyping and like it's a really tricky place whereas behavioral gives you I, I always call it gives you the juice it gives you the real stuff where you're going to really connect with people and that's what we want with story is we're connecting on a on a human level rather than on a um, you know a superficial um, you're in the 45 to 65 age group therefore you are like this yeah exactly i mean ultimately what you're trying to do with communications or your storytelling is uh change people's attitudes or behaviors you know that, that's the one thing communications is it does right business right. communication yeah. so um you need to really look at things from their point of view and uh focus on what makes them tick you know you can really understand them yeah. A little example, when I was, um, I was working for a, um, a big software company and they're selling um, uh, SaaS ERP systems. Um, they'd done the segmentation and again, they'd done it the, the, the typical way and uh, uh, after a little bit of research, and I, and I tend to go to the salespeople because the salespeople spend all their time on the phone, they meet with these people, they really know them. So they have this little cold segment of a, you know, what we would typically have as a persona. But when we uh, dug a little deeper, it turned out that this, you know, six-year-old guy who had his own retail business was actually somebody who had um, started out as a market trader and he had one market store. And then he got another one. And then he got another one. By the time he had three, then he had to buy um, a, a lock-up, a garage, with, uh, uh, to put his stock. And then he got his brother in and his cousins in to be able to, you know, start building a business. And he's doing everything on Excel. And by the time you sort of build this, this you know, understanding of the audience out, um, you get a really good understanding of what makes them tick. And basically, this guy is, uh, you know, he's retiring his administration is really a pain in the ass, so he just wants a solution to solve that bit. 
So that's how you need to sell that ERP system to him. But how marketers are marketing that ERP system is some sort of, you know, super duper international growth and digitization program. It's there's such a big disconnect. Oh yes. Whereas he's looking for automation and getting out. Oh, he, he just wants yeah. his life. He, he doesn't like paperwork. You know, he wants an easier life. Break, you know, I, I'm just managing <laughs> this with my family and friends. You know, it's. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. I have to tell yeah. you that I, you've just uh, helped me in, in, uh, understand what I, I get an email. I, I'm on a list for um, easy recipes. And um, the easy recipes are almost always an hour to an hour and a half long yeah. to make them. And it it um, makes me, uh, it annoys me and I'm, I'm going to <laughs> get off. Because um, I think that they think that uh, they're targeting moms who are at home and have lots of time. Um, or, or just moms who have lots of time, and I don't know any of those, uh, really. Um, but it's kind of, you know, and so I'm kind of like an easy recipe is not an hour and a half. I, like, I just, I pick up my kid from daycare at five o'clock, and I have to have dinner for six, or he's grumpy, like, easy. To, that's So it's, it's also, you know, in the same way, like we talked about with the goals, if you kind of misfire, if you misfire in the audience part, and... Um, you know, and again, I, I think partly sometimes, you know, you've got uh, some young guy coming up with the, um, you know, the, the comms for, for moms, <laughs> idealistic yeah. mom stuff, um, whatever. But it's, it's kind of, it's worth actually looking into who it is. And, and like you say, really getting to know the people that you're trying to attract and, and sell your product to, because it's actually kinder for you and for them. Because, uh, you know, there's nothing worse than getting, you know, an email for easy recipes that I don't have time to make. Like, I feel like a really bad mom (laughs) at that moment, right? It's just like, oh, man, that's not easy. So, uh, anyway, I I love that um, we're talking about this because, again, it's so easy just to create these really flippant um, customer profiles and, and it's worth doing the work here. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I mean, the, the um, I find it to explain in sort of you know um, saying this is the process. Then uh, um, I find it harder to do that than than, than just tell the story of a guy and uh, you, you as a mom, you know, it, with, with the recipes. It, it it sort of really is that simple, and yeah. it uh, I, I have to, it, it just surprises me why. We don't do that naturally anyway as communicators. And, and I've seen it lots. You know, it, we tend not to. We build these, use these models and templates. And it, it's sort of not rocket science, you know. It's, it's, it's like yeah. as a communicator, we should be able to, you know, I, it's certainly what I love about story is this whole, the way we see things and, you know, seeing things from other people's point of view. This is, this is a really powerful uh, tool towards storytelling. That's right. But I think you've just hit it on the head there, which is um, that it requires us to listen and pay attention to others. And that's kind of the shift, right? In communications, it's been kind of like, we're going to tell you what you need and we're going to hit you over the head with it until you um, lying on the floor and hand us your credit card. So (laughs) it's kind of, you know, it's a change from that. So so that's great. So we've covered um, really clear business goals. We've covered... 
um, being clear who your audience is and, and who they are and what their behavior or motivation is like. Um, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk to Steve about the second, the two next parts, the M and the E of his game model of storylining. Um, so hang on there uh, and come back and, and have a listen. Now, don't don't forget that Steve, I highly recommend Steve's blog. I've been enjoying it for a little while. It's steveseeger.com. And you can also contact Steve at steve at storywise.biz to find out more about his business. So like I said, we'll come back for the M and the E. Don't go away. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Activate and grow your storytelling superpower with Leanne Pico of Very Good Stories. Stories inspire, stories engage, and stories move people to action. It's pretty powerful stuff. Story coach Leanne Pico will help you develop your storytelling skills to be a more effective leader, build a more powerful brand, or create a team of storytelling powerhouses. You can email Leanne at leanne at verygoodstories.com. Or check out her website at verygoodstories.com. Contact Leanne today to grow your storytelling superpower. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Story Powered with Leanne Pico. If you want to find out more about Leanne or the program, connect with us on the web at verygoodstories.com. Now, back to Story Powered. Hey there, welcome back. I am Leanne Pico, and I'm chatting today with Steve Seeger from StoryWise. Before the break, we were chatting about um, Steve's, um, well, it's a process, but it's his particular um, uh, thing that he does very, very well, which is the concept of storylining. And we're taking, we're moving through the game uh, model that he uses to help people, either communicators or leaders or change agents in organizations to to work through creating a, a, a really solid story with solid business um, oomph. So the, we started with the G and the A, which was the goal. You need a, a very clear business goal. And again, it needs to be clear. So Steve used a great example of, you know, engaging people. That's not a business goal. Unless your business is just hanging out with people all the time, which is, that's cool for you. <laughs> but otherwise, you want to do something. You want to be like selling something or getting them in the door or whatever it is. Um, and then the second um, letter was audience. And so we talked about um, getting clear about who your audience is. And, and both Steve and I are really big fans of behavioral 
personas and thinking about what people need and want and who they are as humans rather than uh, stereotypical demographics. Um, and there's danger there because people are very different. And, and so, um, you know, it's, it's hard to break through the noise if you're making assumptions about who people are and what they need. So here's a really, like, new idea. Go find out. Listen to them. Find out from your people. What do they want? What do they need? Um, so now we're going to move on to the M and the E. Take us through the next two, please, Steve. What's the M? Um, okay, the, the, the M is the messaging. And um, <laughs> I, 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 always, I always feel like you're the grumpy older communicator here when I, when I, when I talk about this <laughs> stuff. Because very often, I mean, um, my... my uh, my better half is, is also in communications. And uh, she actually works with um, a large management consulting firm. And we both agree that in, in 10 years of uh, um, doing this stuff, that the worst thing, the worst skill communicators have is messaging. Mm. It sounds weird, I know, but, but it's, uh, right. um, it really is. So half of the stuff I see is, is not messaging. It's just a statement of a fact. It's, uh, uh, it's a this, it's a that. It's a single message. It's telling people to do something. or But it's, it's not grouped in any sort of logical argument. There's no logical flow there. And that's really what, uh, this is where we need a storyline within this messaging, is to actually, you know, uh, make an argument in three, four points that support each other or one big point with three or four supporting points. So it's really just about constructing an argument. And I think that's the big shift, you know, to, to move away from uh, single messages which we pump out at single moments into actually creating arguments, reasons why, helping people understand. So, so uh, uh, within this messaging, uh, the storyline is important. And the, um, I could, do, do you want to carry on with the message bit? or? Oh, yeah, let's, let's stick with that? messaging just for a moment because um, I think what you're saying, I love what you're saying because um, I've seen it often where um, I call it the spaghetti on the wall approach okay. to marketing. And <laughs> kind of what you're talking about. It's just like, let's try this, let's try this, let's try this. Let's see what sticks, let's see what sticks. And it's... Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's not um, strategic, um, and also nothing sticks because people are just confused by what you're saying. Whether yep. it's a leader, a leader trying to impart something, or whether it's a, a, a company with its brand, um, that that piece. And and so I, I completely agree with you that it's it's often. Um, kind of missing which is weird because it's communications and we talk about communicating um, but exactly, but again yeah. you know but communicating is emotional right like the message like that's the thing is that we um, often think about like we, we communicate based on if if we're in a situation we may communicate well because we're um, feeling Zen and did our meditation that morning <laughs> or we may be all frazzled and and um, you know kind of don't know what we're talking about because our radio show kept dropping on Skype, possibly. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like there, there are things that happen to us. And, and so then when we create our messaging, we're, whether we're working as a professional who works on messaging or in our everyday life, it comes with something behind. So the reason I like what you're saying about messaging is it is about crafting. It is about careful thought. 
And it is about deliberate intention about what you want to share. Yeah. And that is yeah, different. I, I, yeah, I, I think one of the... Um, it's it's sort of happened three, four times on, on gigs I've done recently where... Um, because I, I could, because I'm sort of like that. I could talk very structurally about uh, about communications, but the thing that, that seems to stick the most with messaging with people is what I usually say is every time you make a statement about something, um, the person that you're communicating to um, thinks will either think, "Why do you say that?" or "What do you mean?" or "How? How do I do that?" So this is, this is what I call in storyline the internal dialogue. So you write down one message. So um, it could, could be anything. You could say, uh, our, um, our marketing software is the best there is. Immediately you make that statement, your audience is going to turn around and, get, and, and think, uh, why do you say that? or where do I buy it, he's going to have some sort of response. So when you're actually building a storyline, every time you make a statement, you think about what the response is going to be, and you answer that question that they might have in their head. And this, this sort of like thinking from the other person's point of view is, is really the key. This is where you can get really strong messaging that makes a logical flow in an argument. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, and again, it's um, interesting because as soon as you said that, you know, as soon as somebody says that they're the best there is, our human reaction is to kind of try and prove that that's not true. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. it's not really, yeah, and, and I, I see it everywhere. Right? And it's just like, we're the biggest, we're the best, we're the, we're the only place you can really, I, you know, I, I, or maybe it's just me, maybe I'm just um, contrary. <laughs> But whenever somebody uses that language, it annoys me because I just think, you know, um, you haven't given me any proof to, you know, because so then I guess the the challenge is like you spend all your time justifying the thing that you just said rather than um, building the um, the investment in in the message. Yeah, so so it applies on. um a content marketing level, I've, I've seen, especially here in Europe, that there's a lot of there's a lot of companies that are uh, technically brilliant at, at mm. content marketing. So right. they'll have you know great SEO, they'll have loads of great white papers, they'll have uh, all the sherry widgets on, they'll be doing everything right, but the actual messaging is the same old, the same old. You cannot yeah. differentiate one company to another. Right. And um, just storytelling isn't gonna. Just better storytelling isn't gonna help you. No. You need to address your messaging first. That's and, right. Um, you know, like you said about the guy who's, you know, just admin is just a pain in the ass. You know, and he wants to yeah. make that easier. That's the reason why he's gonna buy this software, not because he can grow more leads, enter new markets, da 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 da. da. You know, it, it's. So you take the time to, you know, set your goals, understand your audience, and then when, when you're designing messaging, you often end up with, with quite different messaging, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So now let's move to the E. We've got a few minutes until we finish the show, but um, for a couple of minutes, let's talk about the E. What's that about? Yeah, so so this, is, this is actually the cool, when you've done all that, this is the cool stuff because this is the storytelling thing. So... Um, I don't think I have seen a brief or a client request in the past 
seven years that has not mentioned storytelling and the power of storytelling. How do we tell more, you know, great stories and, and all this sort of stuff. So, um, it's good that it, that it, that it's hot and it's good that it's, um, you know, at the top of mind for, for so, for so many businesses and so many people. But I think the thing is we, we, we have to be a bit, um, we don't have to tell a story to tell somebody they're fired or give them a raise. Mm-hmm. We don't have to tell yes. a story in every single aspect of our whole communications. Agreed. I think the real power with story is on a when you really need to persuade, you know, when you need to connect. Um, so it is important in, in, in change management. But it's, it's, it's important when, for me, I think, more when you're talking about your company in content marketing Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than any content you are marketing with. I mean, sure, mm-hmm. you do, you know, you, you make it human in tone of voice and style, and yes, you will have some nice uh, case studies which are normal people, but I think the big trap we fall into is, is the corporate storytelling genre. So, you know, if you think about any corporate video or any marketing video at the moment, <laughs> it's all Apple's genre. You know, we've yeah. got the nice, friendly, talking heads with normal people, nice and clean. We've got the same sort of strummed guitar music underneath. And uh, it all looks the same. There's no differentiation. Yeah. And if you're thinking about storytelling, you know, this is the equivalent. Uh, if you think about film, for example, this is the equivalent of everybody trying to be Steven Spielberg or everybody, you know. <laughs> yes. there's, there's a million other people. There's Tarantino. There's loads of independent filmmakers. There's yeah, thousands right. of great films, different genres. And it, it sort of baffles me a little why, you know, if we're really going to get with the story thing, why not explore our own voice, you know, as... Um, yes. As, as authors, you know, as what type right. of story we're going to tell, how are we going to express it, you know, it's uh, the whole world's just waiting to be explored in that expression part alone. I agree. And then the other part is around, um, you know, when you do create something uh, that is unique and that is um, speaking for your company, it is it creates pride for your whole company, whereas just adapting, you know, your communications to go with the flow that's already out there, it, it's not something that everybody can get behind in the same way. No, absolutely. I, I think there's a lot of... Um, um, there's, there's as many... I think there's as many good examples that, that are... Uh, and they're people all, all unique. I mean, from Red Bull and what it's done with storytelling, I know it's the yes. obvious one, but yeah. it's so everybody talks about it because they've nailed it totally. You know, they've got That's their own right. style. And, and, what, and what does everybody do? They try and copy them. They want to be like Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Having, exactly. I, I, yeah. And I'd it's like, crazy. You, you're never going to do it. It's not you're in your DNA. Gonna. It's not in, you've not got the resources. It's not your purpose. You know, don't do it. Don't so do it. That's really, right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah, you, Steve. It's, it's, Listen, it's like funny. that, that is a, a really good place to finish off. Create your own story. Absolutely. So thank you so much for yeah. being here today. A pleasure. Thank you for asking. I enjoyed it. I'm glad. So don't forget to check out Steve's blog at steveseeger.com. He has a particular one on storylining that I I recommend you check out. And you can also contact Steve at storywise.biz. So next week, it's going to be fun. We're going to be talking to Jean Storley of Storley Telling, and we're going to be talking about mining your life for stories. So if you're wondering, yeah, that sounds great, but where do I find them? 
We're going to help you next week. So Story Powered is on every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks so much for joining me, Leanne Pico, and Story Powered. We will see you next week with more story. Thank you for joining us this week for Story Powered. Leanne Pico invites you to tune in for another engaging program next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll help take your story and your business to the next level. 